what is up, everybody? Inski Sports Entertainment, episode 84. First off, I wanted to start off. Thank you for listening to my one-hour episode last week. That is a rarity. It's supposed to be a quick 30 to 35 minutes. So it's something you can listen to on a drive, a quick workout, a walk, uh, making dinner, or whatever. But I had a rant that I wanted to go over. It was a human decency rant. And I said it. Won't ever have anything like that again unless it needs something needs to be said. Like uh, that Biggie Small song that was re-recorded after his uh, passing with Eminem and Diddy. Pretty good song. It's It needed to be said. That's what it's called. Or it has to be said. Not like Tyree Kill's podcast. It needed to be said. <laughs> Anyways, kind of a quick episode today. Um, it's July 11th. Not a lot going on in the sports world. I could talk about baseball. Not going through this episode. Um, I'll get into more of that next week uh, with the All-Star break coming up and the SBs and stuff like that and give you kind of my opinions on some of the SB awards that are being given out and why I think this person should win it. Inskeeps 4, most accomplished. Then I'm going to count down the top 10 running backs heading into this season. And then three words to describe each NFL team. Um, division by division this time. I'm not going to do the whole list. I'm going to do division by division. It's going to be the AFC North, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bengals. Um, Let's get into it. Again, it's going to be a quick episode. So, starting off, most accomplished. Again, I go by popularity. So, WWE, Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL. Okay. Starting off. Again, I just list them. John Cena, he's on here again. Won't happen again. Only got a few more of these to go over. And before I start doing my week-to-week Inkscape 4. Inkscape 4, most accomplished. John Cena, Yogi Berra, Bill Russell, and Tom Brady. Why? Why do I have these guys on here? Because John Cena and Ric Flair both have 16 world championships. But John Cena won all of his in a short amount of time. With the WWE, not spread out. He won the WWE Championships 13 times, a record for the title. So it's like the Super Bowl in pro wrestling world. He's also a five-time United States champion, a four-time World Tag Team champion, a two-time Royal Rumble match winner, a one-time Money in the Bank match winner, and has headlined multiple major WWE pay-per-view events, including its flagship event, WrestleMania, five times. His career... Honestly, it's probably one of the most polarizing because of his praise for his character work, which I hate that stuff about the wrestling world, but his promotional skills, again, I don't care for that stuff. But his overrepresentation on screen, but it's just my opinion, like I say all the time, one of these days we're going to miss the guy. And six, seven years later, after he's not full time anymore, a lot of people are saying, I actually missed the guy. I wish I'd never took him for granted. Well, I don't want to see him on my TV every single week, I wish we'd see him more often than we do one month out of the year, two weeks out of the year. In terms of movies, he's become an incredible actor. Um, I've already said my favorite thing from his career. There are a lot of things. The only thing I wish I noted was the SBs in 2015 and 2016. He hosted the 2015 SBs. 
Espy's his opening monologue was hilarious. The next year, Peyton Manning said, I am the first athlete to host the ESPYs. And then Peyton Manning met up, came up with the joke saying, I know, guys, I John Cena hosted last year. But John Cena is as much as an athlete as Ryan Lochte is a reliable witness. And then the camera pans to John Cena and he does the whole, you can't see me, like he's embarrassed. Anyways, the joke, the joke there is pretty funny between Manning and Cena. Um, goats, in my opinion. Next up, Yogi Berra. Ten times World Series winner. Eighteen-time All-Star. Played for the Yankees from 46 to 63. The Mets in 65. He was a manager for the Yankees in the year he did not play in 64. Not exactly sure how that worked. Coached the managers as well, 72 to 75. And the Yankees again from 84 to 85. As a manager, sorry. And then as coach. Is that What's the difference? That's weird because in baseball they call it the manager, the head coach. And then generally, you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> but he did win the, both World Series as a coach and a player. Or manager. Whatever. Same thing. Uh, 13-time World Series champion. I can't remember if I said 13 or 10. Anyways, one of the most legendary players ever. He was in the military as well. Uh, Navy. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 72. Uh, second ballot. So Yogi Berra, most accomplished in baseball. Next up is basketball. Now, don't get it twisted. Most accomplished does not mean the greatest. In my opinion, The Undertaker is the greatest in wrestling. In my opinion, Peyton Manning is the greatest in football. Yes, I know Peyton Manning kind of had his issues in the playoffs sometimes. So did Brady. But Brady had a better team around him. Peyton Manning did not. I think Peyton Manning was a smarter quarterback. I wouldn't... It Honestly, you could go either way. Some people just say, well, Brady has seven rings, and he's so precise, and he's such a great leader. So is Peyton Manning. Just Brady... Had a lot better teams around him, especially earlier in his career. Take away the three rings earlier in his career. Say he doesn't have Bill Belichick in that stacked defense. And Adam Benetieri, one of the greatest kickers ever. Right now he's sitting at four rings then? Say everything else played out right. But those first three rings he had, Brady has four, Manny has two. Not much of a difference. Anyways, Bill Russell. And I'll get to Brady in a second. Bill Russell. 11-time NBA champion, 5-time NBA Most Valuable Player. He is a 3-time All-NBA First Team, 8-time Second Team. He is a 2-time NCAA champion. He's technically a 13-time NBA champion. If you include, no, a long time. I read that wrong. My bad. Bad note. Bad note taker. Bad. Anyways, 11-time NBA champion. And two is a coach. So, 11 altogether. Jordan did have six, but he also didn't win NCAA tournaments. So, it goes to Bill Russell. Most accomplished. Again, doesn't mean you're the best because one, different eras. Two, the Brady and Manning argument. It's a team sport. Um, 
pro wrestling, John Cena and Ric Flair. For one, it's fake. <laughs> Yogi Berra, I wouldn't consider him as talented as Griffey or Trout. Tom Brady, the man, the myth, the legend. It's obvious, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time MVP, which is really weird. Comeback player of the year in 09. Passing touchdowns leader, passing yards leader, passer rating leader, completion percentage leader, NFL records, most career quarterback wins, most career passing attempts, most career passing completions, most career passing touchdowns, most career passing yards, most pass completions in a season, 485, which was last year, longest touchdown pass, 99 yards, which is tied, I don't know how that would be beat. Unless there's a screen in the end zone. If that turns into a touchdown. Say the Chiefs pulled that off. I might have an aneurysm. Because I'll assume. Why are they throwing a screen pass in the end zone. And then it turns into a 100 yard touchdown. I don't know. That would be my opinion on it. Anyways. Inscape's four most accomplished. Tom Brady, John Cena, Yogi Berra, Bill Russell. Tip of the cap to those guys. Well deserved. Some would consider all of them the goats. Again, I disagree with all four being the goat, but to each its own. Now, NFL running backs. Starting off at 10. I have Joe Mixon. Why do I have Joe Mixon at number 10? He's a great running back. And if he was on that fourth and two play in the Super Bowl, we might be looking at the Bengals as Super Bowl champions. But, Zach Taylor's a moron at times. And they're not Super Bowl champions. But Mixon, let's just say Joe Burrow, great quarterback, but he's very lucky to have the talent he has around him. Because if he didn't have half the talent he had around him, I'm not saying he wouldn't be great because of that offensive line. He would be, he would have been murdered once again this year. But because he has Jamar Chase, Tyler Borey, T. Higgins, forgetting the tight end's name, and Joe Mixon, very good second running back as well. Running back, too, I should say. As well. But Mixon, he's kind of the workhorse there. And Alvin Kamara, I have pretty low because of the suspension, but Alvin Kamara is the best receiving back in the league. Actually, I would say he's the second best. More from McCaffrey, which he is on this list at number six. Then McCaffrey can't stay healthy. The next up is Austin Eckler, who actually kind of reminds me of a smaller version of Priest Holmes. Not afraid to lower the shoulder. He'll truck you. He'll say, have a good day. I'm going in the end zone. That's Austin Eckler, in my opinion. Christian McCaffrey. While he hasn't been fully healthy in two plus years, he did play over 1,000 snaps last year. He played well in limited action, but he's got to remain in the field in 2022, especially with Baker Mayfield going to Carolina. I will talk about that next week. But I think of Baker Mayfield, 
and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson could all stay healthy, Carolina might be kind of dangerous. And I don't want to hear the Baker Mayfield sucks talk. Why did... Why did Kevin Stefanski constantly throw him out there and have him throw 60-plus times a game when the whole left side of his body was busted? Don't come at with me with... Don't come at me with the Baker Mayfield sucks. You want to say he's average? You want to say he's barely good? Fine. Don't say he sucks. He's a solid starting quarterback in the league. And the Browns, I'll touch up on them later. Next up is Dalvin Cook. I'll be honest. I only have him this high because a lot of other people do. I feel like he's a great player on a bad team. Reminds me of Jamal Charles. Except he's a bit more healthier than Jamal Charles, in my opinion. Well, he did have ankle and shoulder injuries last year. Neither kept him out for an extended period of time, but... I still think he's one of the most efficient quarter running backs in the league. If it weren't for Alvin Kamara, I'd say he's the most shifty running back and the best receiving threat. Sorry, and if it weren't for McCaffrey as well. But he's not these top four. Aaron Jones. And there's another reason I have Aaron Jones this high. He will be relied on a lot more with the receiving threat in Green Bay, talent-wise, dropping down after Devontae Adams left in an aging Randall Cobb. A questionable Sammy Watkins. Questionable as in shows up on the injury list as questionable every single day. Not every single week, every single day. Even in the offseason. Even on July 23rd. June 23rd. July 23rd, they're in training camp. June 23rd, they're kind of on their break in the offseason. So that's why it said, what is he, Texas coach? Hey, coach, I'm questionable today. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to clean the backyard. <laughs> but Aaron Jones is going to face a lot of lot heavier workload. They do have a great uh, running back uh, running back monster, a one-two punch. But Aaron Jones, I just I got a great feeling about him this year. Derrick Henry is at number three. Because of how long he's been playing. He's in, what, a seventh year? No, not seventh year. No, yeah, seventh year. Sorry. I would say I have these links pulled up, and his education says University of Alabama 2013-2018, but he was drafted in 2016, so I was thrown off. So he'll be in his seventh year. Seventh year. Yes, seventh year. I had to count <laughs> again. And he's coming off an injury that sidelined him most of the year. So, what kind of impact is he going to have? Next up is Nick Chubb. Another reason I don't like Kevin Stefanski. 
he forces his quarterback to throw 60 plus times a game and does not let his running back take the take the payload. Even though he ranks first among all running backs in PFF with a rushing grade of 93.1 and his yards after contact. Number one, obviously, is Jonathan Taylor. Now, you could say Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry could be up there, but Derrick Henry, aging, he was injured, Nick Chubb, workload. So Jonathan Taylor gets number one. Especially after the career year he put up last year. I am going to take a quick break and then come back with three words for each NFL team, AFC North edition. Stay tuned. team last year i kind of did the just the whole league the whole league and kind of did great with it um colin heard kind of colin cowherd the herd kind of inspired me to do this i kind of stole the idea from him so to speak he always does like adjectives to describe a team nouns or <clears throat> does games or whatever to describe an nfl team nba baseball whatever player um so I'm doing this. Starting off with the AFC North. Starting off with Pittsburgh Steelers. Trubisky, Pickett, or Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is the guy that is kind of a, my father will sue you if you tackle me type dude. So he's off the mark. Kenny Pickett, I know he has small hands, but I think he's a heck of an athlete. He's got a pretty decent arm. I think he'd be okay, but I think right now rolling with Trubisky for a while. And having Pickett learn under him, learn under him for a couple of years will be good. Trubisky's got it. Like he on it when he first came into the league. I know there was Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Guys far more talented than Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. Um and I'll get into Deshaun Watson here in a minute. Um But Trubisky reminds me of Alex Smith. He's got the speed, doesn't have the arm strength, but makes up for it with some of his accuracy. Yes, sometimes he makes dumb dumb decisions. But I, I think he's a pretty good dude. Pretty good quarterback. He can be a great leader with the right coaching staff. He has the right one in Pittsburgh. With the right coaching staff, he can do well. I, they might be a surprise pick to I think they can have the seventh uh well, the seventh seed in the AFC. Sixth or seventh. So be on the lookout for that. Cleveland Browns. I know I said three words, but what are you doing? I mean, think about it. Baker Mayfield drafted number one overall, if I remember correctly. Brings you back to the promised land. I don't know if winning a playoff game counts. I know he did beat the Steelers and were ahead, to, ahead, ahead of them 28-0 at one point in a wild card playoff game. Ended up winning by like 12 points. 
almost beat the Chiefs, went to the AFC Championship, but you didn't. And then last year, your coach forced him to throw again 60 times a game. Hardly plays Nick Chubb. It, and then you sign a guy who has 24 lawsuits against him. However, I, I honestly haven't been paying attention. Because it kind of like gives me a headache. <laughs> I, I can't follow it. I can't. I, all I know is, and Deshaun Watson's talented. And hey, maybe these are all allegations. I don't know. Maybe somebody's after his money. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying the guy's like, oh, well, 24. That's unheard of. That's just people going after his money. Or 24, it's more than just two or three. So there's obviously a pattern here. He has a problem. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying the Browns slapped Baker Mayfield in the face. Yes, Baker, not the best attitude. Okay. Maybe not the best leader. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback. I just think he's good. Not really good. Not, nah, he's okay. I just think he's good. Right in the middle. You can trust him. He's like Matt Ryan, Alex Smith, Mitchell Trubisky. You can trust him. Okay. No, he's not a great leader like Matt Ryan or Alex Smith. Same with Trubisky. He's not a great leader. But guys like Trubisky and Baker Mayfield, they could take you somewhere. And Baker Mayfield got the Cleveland Browns. You former lovable losers. Now you're just losers. No one loves you anymore, including me. I have no heart. My heart has nothing to do with the Browns anymore. I do not care for the Browns. I can go 0-16. I can go 16-0. I don't care. The guy that got you a playoff win, the guy that ended the quarterback cycle, is now gone. And somebody said on TikTok, I don't know who it was, Said, what if this just is the most? What if they were just setting it up for the most Browns thing ever? What if the sports gods were doing that just to set up for the most Browns thing ever? Well, the Browns browned hard. And I think they're going to brown even harder this season. I don't think they're going to be good. Honestly, even if Deshaun Watson plays as great as he was, as a potential as great as he was, say he's completely innocent or. The NFL just for some reason doesn't suspend him. I think he's going to play horrible. That's my opinion. That's what you get for slapping the guy that saved your franchise in the face. And then you throw out all this stuff at him. Making him look bad. Making him look like he's unwanted. Again, I'm not saying he's great. But in terms of completion percentage in 2020... He was the best. You don't just go from that to one of the worst in one year. That just doesn't happen. That's all on Kevin Stefanski and the Browns front office. Browns, no longer the level losers. Congratulations, Detroit. People either love you, or they feel pity towards you, or they're just petty. And I mean just petty. They're Vikings, Bears, or Lions, or Packers fans. And they just hate you guys. Next up is the Ravens. I could have gone either way. Please stay healthy, because literally everyone was hurt last year. What, midway through preseason? Uh, over midway? Or holy Lamar Jackson. Did you see that recent photo of him? That dude is jacked. I mean, that dude is jacked. He's working on his throwing motion. If he is as jacked as that picture that was on there, that was posted, and he really is working on his throwing motion, the Ravens are winning the AFC North, possibly the AFC. 
Okay, I, I'm going to pedal backwards there. I'm just saying. But the one thing that, that holds the Ravens back is Lamar's throwing ability or injuries. Lamar's great, but his throwing mechanics are sometimes off. I love Lamar. I have no issue with Lamar or John Harbaugh, or the Ravens organization, none of that. But his throwing motion was always kind of weird to me compared to Brady or Rodgers or Mahomes or Allen. But if he's working on throwing mechanics and he's getting that jacked, and this team can stay healthy, oof, brings me up to the Bengals. Are they contenders, or was it all magic? Was it luck? Luck and magic. That lasts, what, a year or two? Maybe three? Or are you guys contenders? Is Joe Burrow the real deal? Is Jamar Chase the real deal? Is Joe Mixon really that workhorse, that tell us the workhorse I said he is? It's July 11th. We're going to find out soon enough. Again, I said it was a quick episode. Inscape Sports and Entertainment, episode 84. Thank you for listening. I'm out of here. Thank you. Thank you.